over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Come on in, y'all. Come on in. Get yourself comfortable. Pull up a chair and let's talk about your favorite subject. You and or your house. one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. When the auto attendant answers, just hit the one button, bypass the auto attendant, and put you right into the studio. Text questions can be sent to 411923. And if you need to send an email or a video from your phone, you can send that to info at rosieonthehouse.com. Girls have been busy on the phone today. (laughs) Y'all, give us a ring. Let us find out what you've got planned in about around your house, home, castle, or cabin. A lot of follow-up. Last week's show was so busy that we actually ended up taking about six people's names and uh, said, look, we're going to have to get back in touch with you next week. So I want to thank all of you that were patient enough to wait for us to call you back when we got back into the office. I mentioned on air how happy I was with this new vacuum that I've got mounted in my garage. Okay. That's all anybody wanted to know about this week. (laughs) A a vacuum for the garage. Is it Uh, like one of those? Well, I guess it it can't be. I was going to say there's those vacuum systems that are built into the home, so you don't have to carry a vacuum around. Right, right. You just have different plug-in stations that you drag the hose and the vacuum head around to, so you don't have to carry this big, heavy uh, vacuum. But I know your house... It, this isn't that. No, so no, so no, what is no. it? <laughs> you know, I, I needed a new shop vac. So I was shopping for what was it going to cost to get a good shop vac that uh, I could vacuum the cars with, that I could vacuum the garage with. Um, our dogs, they're all short hair dogs. They're English pointers and German short hairs, but they do shed and they do live a good part of their life in our garage. So it's a it's a constant need to vacuum the garage, and uh, I've burned up more than a couple shop vacs over the years. And I thought, you know, I'm going to upgrade. So one of my favorite toy stores is a uh, Rockler Woodworking. <laughs> <laughs> Big boy toys. Big boy toys. I love Rockler, and I just happened to walk in there to see what they might have. And they had a system on sale that mounts on the wall, and it's called Dustworks, Dust Collector. It's a, a good shop back is going to be about 180 to 200 CFM, cubic feet per minute of air. The small wall mounted is 600 CFM. So, <laughs> so Rockler is uh, is a store for woodworking. Yes. And 
sawdust is very fine. Yes. So if you get something that can pick up sawdust, you got something that can pick up just about anything. So they've got this system called Dust Right, and you can get 600 CFM. You can also get 1,200 CFM. You can, what did, what did you you can suck the dog into the hose. <laughs> I, I got the 600. Okay. Uh, and then it's a 30-foot collapsible hose. So from where it's mounted, it plugs into a 120-volt receptacle, and it's got about a eight-gallon bag on it, so I can collect a lot of dog hair before I have to empty it. And uh, I went out there the other day, and it's not loud. It's it's fairly quiet. It's it's not as loud as a shop vac. I went out there the other day, and Jennifer had pulled in her mom's car and, and was vacuuming the SUV. I love this thing. So I got it at Rockler. Everybody wanted to know where I got it. Uh, I, I go to Rockler there at Tatum and Thunderbird. Go see John. That's who I always see. Uh, any of the guys can help you there. But it's called Dust Right Dust Collectors. And it's a four-inch hose sucking 600 CFM. You can upgrade to 1,200 if you want to. But the hose is so big, it just hangs on the wall. It's out of the way. And the hose expands all the way across the garage, covers the whole garage. So if you can't find me, roll me. You might try <laughs> checking cleaning. that. <laughs> well, you might find me sucked up in that yeah, thing. Hey, stop about sucking up his dogs. <laughs> Honey, where are you? <laughs> so we mentioned on air how excited I was about my new vacuum. And, and we got several people wanting to know more information. You know, the other thing everybody want to know is, I, I can't believe how many people Ask me about the books I recommended last week. Um, Carol, now, hang and, on. Before we get on to books, okay. what what did that set you back? What was that investment? 600 oh, the, cubic feet, wall oh, the, mount. The unit was about was about the price of a really, really good shop back. Okay. So, so you're at about 400, 500 bucks. Okay. But then you got to get all the accessories. <laughs> Just got, to. got to. Just got to. <laughs> but then you got to. You got to load it up with all the accessories, which you could do over time. You don't have to do all at once. And looking and for a while uh, during the sale, Rockler would give you a fifty dollar gift card, so you could take it home, mount it on the wall, figure out what accessories you wanted, go back and buy the accessories. get the accessories. I think that sale's over right now. But so there is one. Rockler location on Thunderbird, but Woodworker Source is an independent Rockler reseller, and they have Tempe, Tucson, and Phoenix locations. There you go. All right. So by way of catching up before we get on to the, this week's topic is we had mentioned a book last week and about an immigrant who had immigrated from the country of Georgia back when Georgia was a part of the Soviet Union. And the lady that cuts my hair um, is Armenian. And I had to take the book to her and ask her, how do you pronounce this last name? <laughs> Papishvili. Uh, Papa who? Papishvili. George, it's a biography about George Papishvili. And the book is Anything Can Happen. And when he wrote it, 
it became a bestseller. And it's his biography of immigrating to America after World War I, penniless and broke, and spoke no English, landing at Ellis Island. And it takes you through his life here in America. He's so resourceful. When you get this book, and it is an easy read, I, I gobbled the book up in like a day and a half. It's not a big book. By the second chapter, George Papashvili is your best friend. You just think, this is the kind of man I would be best friends with. His sense of humor is hilarious. They actually made a movie out of the book, uh, and it's rated as a comedy. Anything can happen. The biography of George Papishvili. If you want an enjoyable read, find it. And, and find it at bookshop.org. Not Amazon. Bookshop.org. <laughs> they support your local bookstores in your community. They'll find the book locally for you at a bookstore, buy it, and have it shipped to your house. Bookshop.org. Anything Can Happen is only one of the books he wrote. All right. Gary wrote in this morning out in Gold Canyon and said the last couple mornings since the rain has started, the inside of my dual-pane windows are starting to fog. Can that be Moist? repaired? So <laughs> Moisture brings a lot of things to Arizona, doesn't it? Leaks. And, <laughs> and what... Gary's dealing with is a leak in the airtight seal that goes in between two panes of glass. When we build our windows, they are sealed airtight. There is argon gas that they just put in there. I think everyone agrees that about 10 years it's all leaked out, but <laughs> by standard, they still fill it. And eventually, over a long enough period of time, that airtight seal can fail. And that's what's happened here, Gary. Is Air can get in between those panes of glass, and when we have rain, we, well, it's the additional moisture from uh, that's in, introduced into our what's normally not a very humid climate becomes a more humid climate, and air's inside those. So in the mornings, you're seeing what's condens you know the air that's inside those glass are condensating. Now, there was a process uh, that we have seen where you can drill a hole in the top and then they drill a hole in the bottom. And they suck a bunch of liquid through there, and it's supposed to re-tighten the seal. That uh, that company is not in business locally anymore. Uh, I don't know that there's another service like that that has since come back to the valley. And really, what you have to do is you have to replace replace those panes of glass. You know, um, and and so you would just go to a glass or window shop, or you, you know, don't need to replace the whole window. You, you just need to replace the glass panel. If the frame is still structurally yeah. sound enough to, to work with. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, you can get by with just a new insulated glass panel. So ABC Glass is one of our, our glass Absolutely. partners that could get that done for you. Um, you can find them at rosieonthehouse.com under the glass and mirror category. And then if it's the point they're too far gone to, to do any kind of repair work, well, you've got free light. You've got Dunright Windows. You've got Pella. Both Freelight and Dunright uh, are Pella certified in That's right. retailers and installers, which is why 
they're allowed to be part of Rosie on the House because that is our, our brand window of choice, Pella. But any of those three in the Phoenix metro area where you're, you're riding in from can come out and let you see all your options for a new window package. Yeah, regarding that movie hey, uh, uh, based on the book. Oh, that book, Anything Can Happen? It's a 1952 American comedy. It stars Jose Farrar and Kim Hunter. And I'm such a big fan of Turner Classic Movies, you probably see it popping up once in a while. Okay. There. Or you can find it, I'm sure. And the movie goes by the same name as the book, right? Correct. Anything Correct. Can Happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. 1952. Yeah. His second book I just finished. His second book is about him. He, he, he lands in New York. Uh, he gets arrested because he can't speak English. He moves to Detroit, works in the automobile industry, decides to go to California, meets a Californian woman, marries her. And after being in America 40 years, he goes back for the first time to Tbilisi, to his village in Georgia. The second book is as good as the first hmm. one. I'm really enjoying it. Anyway. Did he stay in Tbilisi? No, he came back. It was just it was just a little just short to go visit. family reunion visit. We're here to answer your question about home ownership, home remodeling, home improvement at one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. Glenn's online first. Let's see how we can help. Got a water leak issue. Good morning, Rosie. I do. Good morning, Rosie. Long time listener, first time caller. Welcome. Um, calling in. Thank you. Calling in because uh, it found out just in the last couple of days that we have a leak from our main line from the meter to the house. Understand that that's our responsibility, and I've come to find out that the line has been put underneath the driveway. So the only way we found out was the leak was coming up through um, a crack in the driveway. We're not sure exactly where the line is, and based on a couple of recommendations or uh, people coming by, they're indicating I'm going to have to probably either cut out a strip of concrete um, to or, or take out a big piece of concrete and run a brand new line all the way through and trying to understand what my options are in that situation. Well, I tell you what, we're going to be coming up at the bottom of the hour break and I'm going to put you on hold and you're going to give my wife your address and then I'm going to pull you up and view. It's so spooky. It, it's, it's, it's so spooky. And I'm going to take a look at your home from the satellite. And there's lots of ways you can skin this cat. We can go out very near the sidewalk if you have one, saw cut the concrete, and grab the line as close to the city tap as possible. Take it outside of the driveway. And whatever we've had to saw cut in that area, we just put back in pavers. we got to get approval from the Homeowner Association if there is one. And, and you're all set. I wouldn't rip the entire driveway up. I would just divert it to outside the driveway and bring it up to the house alongside the driveway. But let's get your address. We'll do a little satellite imaging, and uh, I'll have more advice for you directly from there. one 767 4348 if you'd like to get in. We'll see what we can do to help you out. Hang on. we got to turn your microphone on. From the Wedge. Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. All righty, guys. We have Ms. a Carol Vore. listener uh, emailing in this morning with the subject line SOS. So okay. here All we right. go. All right. 
We had a plastic toilet paper roll get flushed down the toilet this morning. It's plastic with string and in, uh, spring inside. The toilet still flushes okay. Should I be worried about this? Is this going to cause problems down the road? Any advice and recommendations is greatly welcomed. I can't imagine that whole thing getting through the pee trap. <laughs> it, uh, so what would you do? So what would I, you do? I, I think would the first thing I would arm do. In there? <laughs> well, you're not going to be able to get to. I I would get a snake first and see if I couldn't get a snake all the way through what you know is okay. the pee trap. And if you can get the snake through, well, then you've either pushed that through uh, or broken it up enough that you know er- everything else that goes down there can can pass successfully. Is that the toilet paper holder? Yeah, that go- the spindle. Right. How, how the does spindle. that happen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, know. Okay. I, don't, I don't think we want to speculate on that any further <laughs> either. I, I don't. I don't think they wanted to ask that question, Gary. How did that happen? So the toilet roll spring-loaded spindle has been flushed down. Um, uh, I'm with Romy. I'd, I'd, I'd get a little snake and see if I could get through the pee trap in the toilet itself. I'd go in. I'd, I'd chase it the same way it went down. I would send the snake right down the toilet bowl. And if it's still in there, you ought to be able to hear it rattling around when that snake hits it. If it doesn't seem to be in the pee trap, I would flush that toilet about a hundred times <laughs> uh, and run the shower and do everything I could to send that little spindle as far down the line as possible before I actually use the bathroom for what it was designed for. And you can <laughs> rent you can you can rent a hand mounted snake. Um, you can go but, to Ace, you can go to Ace Hardware and buy a hand snake that's made just for cleaning the toilet trap, and that's all you need to do. Right, and that's what I was going to yeah. suggest. Because do you really want to rent no someone else's toilet snake? <laughs> do you, I, I just just buy it when you're done with it. Put it in a trash bag and in the garage. And if you ever move, just leave it with that house and buy a new one for your new house. They're less than fifty bucks. So. Good luck with that, and we've got callers lining up, so we'll get to that right after bottom of the hour news break. We can do a lot of things, but we can't stop the clock when you hear the music. That means we're hitting a hard break. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. When you hear the auto attendant, just hit the number one button, and then I'll bypass the message and put you right in the studio. Trying to make you happy you tuned in. Bringing you whatever information you might need or want concerning your house, home, castle, or cabin. It's Rosie on the house. And we had a gentleman call in with a waterline problem. He gave us the address. I'm actually able to pick the house up by satellite imaging. And... uh, I would tell him exactly what I told him before I saw the house, that you're, you're in a good position there uh, with the lot orientations that you've got. It's hard to tell does the, uh, well, you mentioned it comes in through the driveway, so it's coming up the front. we got to find out where the water meter is. Is the water meter actually set in the concrete driveway? Uh, 
uh, or is it in the sidewalk? Generally, it's going to be right in the driveway, and you're going to need to pick it up from there. It's a little bit of a narrow lot there on the front of the house, but I still think you have room to take it outside uh, of the driveway, go along the side of the driveway. It looks like uh, from the image I'm looking at, it's a it's a desert landscaped yard, so you're not having to tear through a lot of lawn sprinklers and whatnot. You're probably going to run or replace that. I, I would tell you that generally speaking, most of the plumbers we deal with when they're replacing the main water line, We'll do that in a PVC product in a Schedule 80. Uh, bring it from the water meter to the manifold of the house. You'll be all set. It's obvious you're in a uh, subdivision that more than likely is involved with the homeowner association. And you're going to have to talk to them as to whether or not the paver idea will work or not. I hope they're open to it. It makes a much better driveway. But if they're not, you're going to have to re-pour in concrete. So hopefully, rather than tear the entire driveway up, go in with a narrow slit, grab the pipe as close to the water meter as you can, bring it to the side of the driveway, up to the house, and you'll have her made. So I hope that helps. We appreciate the call. I have a... Oh, yes, honey? (laughs) I have another write-in, uh, if you guys have a minute. Okay. He has a awful sewer system in his 32-year-old home, south-facing on a sewer system. The smell is coming from the toilets, washer drain, and showers. They've had a smoke test done. They've poured bleach down the drains. They've ran the water for couples of hours. They're out of ideas. Any thoughts, guys? Mm. Have they tried extending their plumbing vents? Might be a good option for them. How yeah. would they do that? The if you look at your house, probably not going to see it from the front if it was designed right. All the plumbing <laughs> vents are going to be on the back side of your house. It's the plastic pipe that sticks out, and you know, picture a straw. You know how you can stick it in water, put your finger over the top, and pick it and up, and all the water stays in the straw. As soon as you take your finger off, it drains. Well, same thing in your drain system. You've got to be able to have. Uh, that exhaust, that water to come in for it to go out. And the way that's done is through these, you know, after you're, you flush and whatever, uh, whether it's a sink, a toilet, a shower, a kitchen sink, there's a P-trap. Past the P-trap, there's a T, and the pipe goes straight out through the roof, and that's where the air comes in to let the water uh, go, you know, let gravity do its thing and drain it to whether it's your septic or your city sewer. And a lot of times... What can happen is the wind will breeze over the top of that that plumbing, that PVC pipe. And although it still lets air get in, it may keep the gases from exhausting. That's the second function is it allows the gases, the sewer, the methane to exhaust above your roof. And sometimes... A little breeze over the top of that, and the gas doesn't escape, and it can make its way back up into the home. And all you have to do is just get a bigger PVC pipe that goes over the top of that one, stick it over the top, and see if that doesn't get it out over the, you know, what usually keeps that happening is the the peak of the roof, the ridge of the roof, or the parapets, you know, creates an area where the gas can't exhaust. So you just have to get that PVC pipe high enough that it's above the roof line 
to where the the methane exhausts. I would. It, it's cheap. Very. If you can walk safely on a roof, you can have this done before the end of this broadcast, depending on how close you are to a <laughs> hardware store that sells PVC pipe. Get a two-inch pipe, stick it up there. If that doesn't work, you just take it off. If it does work, well, then spray paint it to match the roof, and you're done. I would do that before I tried anything else. Absolutely. That would be the place to start. And then you'll know if it works if you talk to your neighbor downwind. And all of a sudden, their yard is stinking. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that has happened on several occasions of when we're solving the sewer smell dilemma in a particular property. The first time this ever happened, I remember it was up in the Pinnacle Peak area. And this house was just perfectly positioned to be causing a inversion on the north side of their house. And so we extended the vents and the neighbor to the back of them, they played they got together like on a weekly basis and played bridge or cribbage or something and the neighbors started complaining gosh you know something has changed our backyard constantly smells like a sewer and it was because <laughs> we had extended it on this person's house and now it was falling into, into... <laughs> so at that point if if you can't get rid of it passively by extending the vents We'll actually put a low-volume, one-way, exterior-rated fan on the largest plumbing vent on your house, which is generally a four-inch, and we'll hardwire that in to a circuit, and we will just let this fan run 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and then it propels the gas high enough that it dissipates and loses itself in the atmosphere. So there are ways to fix an odiferous house. And uh, in a home that is old as their home was, you may want to regularly start sending the BioClean product down the drains. It's an enzyme that eats all the proteins off the inside of your waistlines that then are creating odors as well. After that, which we still don't have it solved, we may have to line the system. So there's a your, your couple your, steps. A, B, and C, and you just keep going from, until... It, it goes from really cheap to really expensive. <laughs> it's funny how when you get on a topic, often the caller's following it, it, it sparks an idea, and uh, you, can, you can stay we, on a topic we, the whole hour. stay in the sewer? <laughs> We'll take we'll take one more before we switch topics, and we'll handle the rest off air. We've got John in Tucson. Welcome to the program. Hello, hello, John. Yes. <laughs> what are you What are you dealing with, my friend? Oh, okay. I've got a, be- a belly uh, in our sewer line running out to the street. Okay. And uh, about every two two and a half years, we have to have a rotor rooter. Run okay. a blade okay. through the line. Okay. There's really, there's not a blockage as such, but it, that belly, whether it's a high spot, low spot, builds up, Okay. you know, sewage. Yeah. Any way to, <laughs> any way to do anything any different than running that uh, how blade old? through every couple of years? <laughs> how old's the house, John? 84. 84. 1984. Okay. Um, and the line runs right under the house. Yeah. 
what you're doing is probably the least expensive solution. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, and and uh, you know if it were a if it were a dilemma, you could count on regularly. I would just do it every Halloween because <laughs> it's only going to back up when you have guests there for the holidays, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I would do it every Halloween and make sure you got through the season. If right now it's backing up every couple of years, uh, the solution uh, can be expensive depending on what your landscaping looks like, where we have to get to to correct that belly situation. The home at uh, close to 35 years old. Uh, probably is going to be in the market for possibly relining that uh, in the next 15 years. I wouldn't do it now. Have you sent a camera down to actually see? Yeah. Okay. And Yeah. It, and it's, it's just uh, what will settle out over time. Yes. It, okay. nothing, you know, there's not a, it's not roots. It's, okay. You know, it's just paper or whatever no then you john you're doing the most cost effective thing you can possibly do as long as it's not creating a bigger problem just root it once a year and no build that into your maintenance budget and and just have it done any other solution is going to set you quite a few bucks back and if you've run a camera done it down it i would tell you if you're going to calendar to do this once a year about every third year I would pay the extra money and scope it again and take a look at it. And eventually, in the next 10, 15, 20 years at the most, uh, that line will probably have to be replaced or relined. And at that point, you can eliminate the problem for good for whoever owns the house. And I don't think relining would solve that. He would it have can. to re- It can. Um, only because then you're... Re- creating such a smooth surface that nothing's hanging up but in an old pipe that has snags on it that has a belly in it you got a problem what's the purpose of the belly i'm con- it, it, no a it's mistake. not it's yeah. a mistake it, oh, it's a mistake okay. <laughs> the the drain is supposed Glad to, I asked. <laughs> your drains are supposed to slope a quarter continuously of an inch for every 1 foot uh, horizontal, it's supposed to drop a quarter vertically, and probably what happened is backfilling in the backfill. It was just loose underneath, and the weight of the dirt on top of it over time just kind of pushed that plastic PVC <laughs> pipe and have this little bow. Uh, I that, see. Yeah. It right. doesn't allow it all to drain, so it's it's not supposed to be there. <laughs> I had to ask. I, I'm sure someone's listening, going belly. What? Never in a Why? sewer line. <laughs> No, flows downhill, and you want it going downhill the whole way. So now that we've talked about the dirty stuff and got that out of the way, I wanted to go back to your vacuum point. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. <laughs> Only because I had a lady call in this week asking if you could recall the name of a freestanding dust collector and purifier for construction sites. She's doing a remodel in her kitchen. She wanted to know if you had any tips for how to keep the dust out of the air and how to keep that construction site as clean as possible. Is that that HEPAVAC you guys use? Uh, you know, every remodel we do, we put a HEPA air conditioner vacuum in the project uh, for that exact reason. If we're disturbing anything, the dust it creates, this unit 
automatically collects it. So you can rent them. They're available. Um, they're a little bit expensive to buy, but because we use one every single day, we I think we've got a couple of them. Anymore now, we use that dust-free tile removal. That's the reason we bought that vacuum uh, is for when we were trying to rip tile out that and, and drywall. That's the dirtiest job of all. But now we use that dust-free tile removal system, and we don't, we don't need that vacuum as much as we used to. All right, we're going to stay in Boy. Tucson as we work our way through the last break. Hello. Yes, Good sir. morning. Say, I have a problem, or I'm looking for information. Something you said quite a while ago. Um, my son is replacing some sliding glass doors in my house for me, and the tile from the old ones did not adhere to the bottom of the door. And I remember you saying something about putting a bicycle inner tube rubber <laughs> along it so that it would adhere. Is that correct? And how, what would be the details of how to do that? And what, what, what's your first name? Noreen. Maureen, okay. Um, we we will try to bug-proof the threshold of those patio sliding doors by installing some kind of bituthane or rubber membrane that we mount the threshold down to, which just totally seals it up. Now, you can do that with a mastic product, uh, and, so, and very often we will do it with a rubber product, uh, you can buy rolls of it, bituthane material, and then you just trim it so it doesn't leak out and get the the asphalt product on the bottom of your shoes and stuff. But you you can they do make a caulk mastic that you just line the bottom of that threshold as you set the unit up in place, you weight it down, put a good level across there, make sure you're not building any waves into the track, and that'll seal it up just fine. Okay, so it would go against the uh, bottom of the the inside bottom of the door, sort of. Right. You don't you don't want that metal track just sitting on top of concrete without any kind of seal on it, and you don't want to put it down and then seal the outside at the joint between the concrete because then you've got a caulk line there that forever wants to attract dust and tends to look pretty bad after a very short time. So you put the sealant down a couple rows down the middle of the threshold, set it in place, get a good long level, and make sure you don't, you're not building in any humps or high points into the track. Let it cure, set it down, and you'll be all set. And you'll be bug and dustproof. We appreciate the call, and if your son wasn't listening to that and you wanted him to hear that, you can go to rosieonthehouse.com. Click on, uh, when you mouse over on Homeowner Resources, you'll see a drop-down where you can select the radio podcast. Today's broadcast is obviously January 30th. When you click on that, you'll see all three hours of our broadcast from 8, 9, and 10. This is the 10 o'clock hour, and this is the fourth segment. You can click on that and uh, listen to... uh, Listen, have them listen to that over. Real quick, what are your takeaways well, from today's broadcast? One, my memory, I need to get my your code memory? book out. Okay. A buddy of mine that works for Kitchell Hook, he said it's actually an eight-foot drop per... Eighth, know, of, per, eighth eight, of an inch. Eighth of an inch drop over a uh, 12-foot span. 
uh, and I said a quarter of an inch. He says it codes eighth of an inch. So all right, there I you guess go. I got to pull Stand my code. He also says I, I you're you're not eating foamy. He's not, I'm not picturing it. You know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I can't picture that. All right. <laughs> Takeaways from the eight o'clock hour. I want to get that uh, that first book Jay mentioned that was broken down by zones. And uh, that was a sunset book, and he he did find it. Jennifer found it at several bookstore locations on the internet for about ten bucks. Sunset Western Garden Book. And then uh, I I really liked it. It was funny I didn't realize it, but when I picked out my three garden books, none of them were how to. It was all storylines, and uh, there was just something you know that there there's instructional, and then there's. Yeah, the story behind it, and those for whatever reason that when I was picking them out, I, I wasn't intending to. All the ones I picked out were were storyline gardening. My big takeaway from that hour is we've got more weather coming. If you're in the desert, get your pre-emergent down now, or you're going to be really, even, really sorry. Even if you already have weeds, it'll come, keep the ones that haven't sprouted. Trust me, March, there's April, more May. underneath the ground just waiting to come down now. Nine o'clock hour. Harold Perkins from Galaxy Lending Group. Called and talked about get out of that apartment and get in. Whatever you're paying for rent is enough to buy yourself a really nice house. Yeah, it's going to be hard right now, but get out there, find it, and buy it. Brad was was a big takeaway. You know that 25 years, and that by the time he's uh, you know in 20 years he could be free and clear. In 15 years you could have a for, house free and clear for what he for less than what he's paying for rent right now, or pay. Pay the uh, landlord's mortgage. Which which do you want to do, huh? Which do you really want to do? So those are some of the takeaways from today's show. We hope you all are able to take something away uh, that puts a smile on your face and a sparkle in your eye. It's our goal to come every Saturday morning and take away your fear and your anxiety and your angst. And next month, we start, next Saturday is a brand new month, February, if you follow along in our home maintenance calendar that you can get just by letting us know where you would like us to mail it to. Uh, we switch topics. We go into interiors. We'll be talking a lot of painting. Sherwin-Williams and the guys from Arizona Paint Company will be joining us next month, along with all of our new weekly to-dos that you can follow along in there. Uh, it's a publication that we do every every year to kind of help you keep up with the ongoing maintenance of our homes so we don't ever end up with a huge to-do list one task is a lot easier than 50 to handle and you can enter to win for our arizona staycation our destination uh and we'll be drawing on january 15th will be for lake havasu we'll send you there in the month of march you can go to arizonastaycation.com to register And until next Saturday, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, R-O-S-I-E, Rosie, on thehouse.com.